0: And welcome to the Miss Saye Show. In honor of the Black History Month, we are bringing Blake Leeper, who's a history maker, on the show. Welcome to the show, Blake.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. It's such an honor to be on your show, to be able to tell my story. I, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. We are excited to have you. You are eight times medalist.
1: Yes. Olympic yes.
0: track, track and field. That's incredible accomplishment.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's crazy to think <laughs> that I have eight international medals. <laughs> I do, yeah.
0: And, and world record holder.
1: Yes, I have two world records. It, it's, it's crazy. Eight international medals, um, two Paralympic medals, um, two world records um, and, and, and on, in hopes of qualifying for the Olympic Games this year in 2021. And it's kind of crazy to think I, I have all these and I was born missing both of my legs. Like the day that I was born, doctor said I would never walk a day in my life.
0: That is incredible. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you because our our audience maybe don't know, but um, uh, Blake has, uh, you have been born with no legs uh, below the knee. And usually they say, find what you have the strongest and work with it.
1: Yes. Yes. You went the other way. (laughs) The complete opposite way. The complete, I mean, you have to think, you know, I take it back to the day I was born, you know, August 31st, 1989. I was born with Fibler him, So the doctors came in, took me to ICU, and had a conversation with my mother and father. And it was just, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Leaper, I'm sorry, but your son, so he's, he's never going to walk. He's never going to be able to run, jump, and play. Um, he's probably going to be bound in the wheelchair his whole life. But, uh, you know, I asked my parents, like, in that moment, like, what would you say? Like, what would you do? Um, and, you know, they gave me the same two answers over and over again, even to this day. They said the first thing that we did, we decided to stick together as a family, as a unit, um, through the good and the bad and the ugly. You know, we're going to be in your corner fighting for you. And I think that's that's really important when you're trying to when you're on a path and you are facing adversity and you're trying to succeed to really surround yourself with people who that, that really love you and really support you. And the second thing they, they told me that they did was to decide to keep a positive attitude towards the whole situation, um, especially in a situation where they could be extremely negative having a son being born missing both of his legs but they said it was extremely important for them to make a a decision right then and there through the through the highs and through the lows that they're going to try to keep a positive attitude towards towards my situation and for their life and my life as well
0: what an amazing support system you have
1: yeah 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 that's a blessing it's such a blessing you know you know my mom always told me every every morning said Blake yes you have two disabilities and, and you cannot negate that or, or, or miss that. Now we have to identify it, but you have a thousand other abilities that make you a special person. Um, and that's that what I kind of keep on the forefront of my mind as I'm on the journey to make the Olympic games.
0: Beautiful. I love how your mom went about it, recognizing, recognizing where you are and what it is so we can work from here instead of trying to navigate around it. This is what it is. Let's see where we can go. So please tell us, I'm excited to hear, how did you decide, okay, I'm going to become a runner. And I saw a video of you racing a horse. I play polo
1: yeah. and I know those
0: animals and <laughs> you were racing a horse.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Any opportunity that I get to race, even if it's, you know, uh, other athletes, if it's a horse, a dog, whatever, anytime I get a chance to line it up and, and, and race, Um, I I take advantage of it because, you know, I've only started running. I'm 31 now, but I started running um, about when I was 19, almost 12 years ago. But I got into it late, you know, being born without legs and only having certain prosthetic legs, insurance, only covering certain legs that it was it was a luxury to be able to to get the prosthetic legs I'm using now. Um, It wasn't considered a necessity. So it wasn't until I was about 18, 19 years old um, going into college. um, I seen other Paralympians on TV. And watching them race and run it was it was in the bird's nest in, in 20 2008 and in front of ninety thousand people and it was disabled men and women competing and running and being celebrated and it really just sparked the interest in me you know you know going through my disability my whole life like wow there's there's something out there for me um I never ran a day in my life I never even know really what tr- paralympic track and field was but it was when you, and I'm sure people can relate. When you get this feeling deep down inside of you that's just like, gets, gets, you know, it's a tingling feeling like you're, you're meant to do something and you're meant to be that. Mm. And, and I just had this feeling in, inside of my body that I was meant to run. And, and as I started competing and, and, and I, I eventually got the running legs, I started winning some races. And then that's when I got the, the attention from the from Paralympic Committee and the Olympic Committee saying, wow, this guy might have an opportunity to do something special.
0: That is incredible. So you said that the type of legs that you have, the uh, the the legs, the running blades, yeah, running blades, blade yeah. runner. I love it. Um, yeah. So those were not considered necessity. That was a luxury. No. So yeah. how did you come up? How did you how were you able to get your luxury? Legs.
1: Yeah, to get the luxury legs to be able to run and compete. Right. I actually reached out to some nonprofits um throughout the nation. And there's and for any disabled uh individuals that's listening and, and want to get out there and, and want to try a different sport and they need the luxury equipment to be able to try, there's different nonprofits out in the United States that, that provide that equipment. If you just write into a grant, the one I worked with at the time was Challenge Athletes Foundation. There's another one called Wiggle Your Toes, uh Step Ahead. There's all kinds of you do your I research. You can, you can find these, these companies and these nonprofits that, that you share your story and just be authentic and be natural. And just, you know you don't have to be a, a Paralympian or a world record holder like myself. You might just want to go out there and just run with your kids or go out there and just run with your brother and sister or just go out there to gym class or have fun playing kickball. Like, that's a necessity, and it's, it's unfortunate that you know be, being a disabled man or, or a disabled athlete and to be able to go run jump and play is considered a luxury to the insurance companies but you know that's what I feel like it's part of my mission is to, is to be a voice for for those individuals who have struggled with insurance companies to be a voice for the the young disabled athletes to show them what right. could be possible if you put your mind to it and right. work really really hard
0: right you you find a way you found your way
1: exactly, exactly. and now
0: that you're successful now that you are world record holder do you still stay in touch with those nonprofit? do you give back do you what what is your goal and intention
1: absolutely and i think that's a must you know when you're on your journey and you're trying to succeed and, and try to hit your goals um it, it's important to kind of take a moment and and and, and say you know what for me i say you know it's not about you today blake you know what i mean like with the interviews and we're having conversations when you're breaking world records and and, and 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 getting more medals yes that is your time but but i need to spend some time giving back because is- there was a, there was people and individuals and organizations who gave, gave back to me. Sure. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I tell people that's one of the most great, like being on TV and, and doing all these amazing things, is fun. But when you can give your time and yourself to an individual or a purpose or a moment, and, and that, that, that person walks away with their life changed for forever and they identify and say, wow, the, the time, it can be, they don't have to be money. It can just be your sure. time and your, and your talents. Sure. And just spending sure. that, that time, it's, it's extremely important to pass that torch along. And, I, and I, that's one of the that's really honestly the one of the greatest feelings in the world knowing that you can have an impact on the universe and an impact and an impact on other individuals by your and it's it's not me showing up and saying hey my life is great everything's great your life can be great too it's it's, it's me showing up and say look I've, I've I've dealt with pain and and, and trials and tribulations and and, and right. being authentic with the, the struggles that I've experienced throughout my life and then say look I made it to. So if I can make it through and make it too, so, so can you.
0: Speaking of which, you know, you build up to be where you are on your own, with your effort, with your drive. Um, I'm sure you have faced some downtime. Uh, there has been time that, you know, probably you feel like your world is crashing down. Yes. Talk to me about that. How did you, how did you go through that? How did you came out of the other side? I would love Mm-mm. to hear that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think back in my in, in my my time in my life and in my career, and I and I explain to people, like, yes, I'm happy right now. I'm going, you know, a lot of amazing things are going great in my life, but I have I have had my lows. You know what I mean? I've had my struggles. I can I think back in 2015 uh, when I was I was still competing and I was still training, but but I was struggling in, internally and with my personal life and making a lot of bad personal decisions and really started resenting track and field, started resenting my life. Um, and I went when I was out there partying and partying and partying, and then I ended up going to a track meet and 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 tested positive for cocaine, and and that was a, a street drug that that I ended up having me suspended for almost two years. Um, I lost sponsorship. I lost. Uh, it's, it's crazy. One of my sponsors was my running running leg sponsor. It was my leg sponsor? And they pulled from me. So I lost my legs through that process um, from my mistakes off the track. And I can remember like that was my rock bottom. That was probably one of the lowest, lowest points of my life. But it was a beautiful experience going through that because it saved my life first and foremost. And I tell people that that process that I went through from from making a mistake, you know, being suspended, you know, I, you know losing certain races and losing, you know, endorsements and money that to get myself back up, to get myself back on the right track. Yes. Those characteristics. And the things that I learned and the tools that I learned being born without legs, right? right. And that light, you know, you got to work hard each and every day. You got to be patient. It takes consistency. You got to step by step, day by day. You know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Like those things that I've learned through my hardship prior in my life prepared me, right? Prepared me to get prepared, to go through the process of when I made, you know, when I made a mistake through my life as an adult. So, and then I look at that moment and say, wow, you know, at one point I was like, this is the, wor- this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me, you know? Hometown hero, but they, I made a mistake sure, sure. and I embarrassed my family, my sure. friends, oh, it was such a humbling experience. But now I look at that and they said, it's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. It, it gave me an opportunity to look at myself in the mirror to finally do some self inventory. Cause even though I was smiling on camera and doing all these amazing things on TV, I wasn't happy internally. And I really didn't love myself internally. And so until I started doing my self inventory and, and do my reading and my writing and really working on myself internally, that's when I started really building that foundation to be on the path that I'm on now, and to be able to go to somewhere, or something, to be be in mind, to to be to be fully there, and to give to be so present and to give 120 percent in everything that I do, and I credit to that, and and so and I and I'm a true believer that your adversity is your advantage. Like I, I believe the fact that I was born without legs, that was my advantage. Um, the fact that I failed back in 2015 and made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And and it caused me that was I I turned that around and made that at my advantage. Um, So whatever struggles and trials and tribulations that people are facing, I tell them to lean into it and to embrace it because it's going to make you a stronger person at the end.
0: I hear you. You're good at that. You're good. uh, You're good at making uh, your struggles, your winning points. Uh, I've heard many times an obstacle is the way and uh, just you sitting here with us and talking about it that means you have overcome. That means you have gained strength from that. Yes. That that time has passed, but there was a time that you weren't probably speaking like this and you were in your lower and you were doubting, is this ever going to pass? Am I ever going to be able to make a comeback? And that Uh, that time is like tough. Right. Um, And it seems like you have, you know, you have overcome and now you are here. Did you ever dream of being able to work with companies such as, correct me if I'm wrong, Nike.
1: Yes, yes. Tell me about that. That's awesome. <laughs> no, not at all. Like Honestly, growing up as a kid, a lot, a lot of other people's insecurities and doubts, you know, oh, you're born without right. legs. So we can't we can even see you past even walking, running, let alone being a professional athlete sure. and, 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 and competing. But, but it's crazy that I, I can remember when I was about 9 or 10 years old, and mm-hmm. I would have these visions and these dreams of like being in the stadium, mm-hmm. um, being in a in a, in a crowd watch. of people, sure. and they were cheering for me. But I didn't know what sport I was running. I didn't know what event it was. I just felt the energy and felt the mm-hmm. people chanting my name and cheering for me. But as quick as those visions and and feelings came to me, even at a young age, they left me because I was I was going off of what other people's. And insecurities right. and doubts and thoughts of, oh, I was born, I'm born without legs. There's, there's nothing for me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an amputee. There's, there, I'll never be able to make it to the NBA or NFL or MLB or, or be in front of thousands of thousands, mm-hmm. of, thousands of thousands of people. And, and, and fast forward, I'll never forget in 2012 when I competed in my first Paralympic Games. Mm-hmm. Right before the 200 meter race, there was other runners. There was one Paralympic runner that crossed over, and went to the Olympics. It was a, it was a sold out stadium that night. And, and it was 80, and I never forget right before they called my name and they called the guy in front of me, all 85,000 people um, mm-hmm. stood up in, in that London wow. Olympic Stadium and cheered me on. That was that moment
0: Right, that that's what even about. as a
1: kid, Yeah, that I was you dreaming about it. even as a kid. And you have to be, and I tell people those dreams and thoughts and visions and and, 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 and crazy things that you have in your mind, that's your body and the universe that's and it. God mm-hmm. speaking to you. Even though it's crazy, like, even though it's crazy as it sounds, that, that, that's that's a, that's a reality
0: let's talk about that let's talk about visualization so i understand what you're saying visualization and the most importantly not that you were visualizing you were feeling so yes. wh- when you feel it you're that's how it feels when eighty thousand people are screaming my name this is how it would feel like this is what it would look like i think you're giving it energy and power to manifest it in your work in your yes work. so I am very much in tune with that, and I I have done that, and I have my vision board that you know, mm-hmm. from ten years ago that I'm like, huh, I have all <laughs> this now. Time for a new vision board, and I had very close people to me that say, uh-huh, you want that? Why don't you go put it on your vision board? <laughs> ha you
1: <know>, you know, <laughs> like, oh, ha, <laughs> it's
0: that, that easy. that easy. Go go cut it out and put it on there. Good luck. But I have it. So and. Um, did you ever have a vision board? I know you had it in your head, but did you ever cut things out? Did you ever put it somewhere that you can look at it daily to give it energy?
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm a true believer of power manifestation. I feel like we create our own reality. Absolutely. And, and, and even look at my life and, and look at my situation. Being born without legs, everybody else's reality was for me to be in a wheelchair, to me to be at home collecting disability, to not be able to live a fulfilled life. I was born without legs. There's I don't we we don't can't figure out how you can even get past that sure. But in my head i believed i could walk
0: what is your go-to what is your favorite affirmation that you repeat to yourself
1: oh uh, man my, my, my favorite affirmation that i repeat to myself is yes. blake you're going to be okay today um blake you're, you're giving it, and i, I want to get to a place where blake did it, and i asked myself did you give 120 percent? did you give it your all um and and, and when i go sp- specifically when i go to practice um, like I just had a practice session this morning um, and, and on the track, we was doing six one fifties and I was on the third one fifty, Yes. I was, I was, I was tired. I was, I was exhausted. Uh, and I, I really, you know, physically I really couldn't go no more, but I had to mentally lock it in and, and say, okay, one more. Then after The, the one more we have, two, you know, another one. So we two more and, and pushing my body and my limits in the, in the moment, push my body in the limits in the moment. And then I asked myself, did you give it your all? Mm-hmm. And if I can walk away, say, did I give it? Did you quit? No, I didn't quit. And you know, even specifically for me, like I tell myself, I'm the like I'm the fastest man in the world. You're the fastest man in the world. You're gonna, you know, what I mean, I have a friend that, I, I, that we text each other every morning. You know, he's in the NFL and I'm I'm training for the Olympics. Uh, and I, you know, he he texts me. I want to be the 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 the, the uh, defensive player of the year every morning. and I text him. I want to make the Olympic games. And I'm gonna run 43 seconds in the 400 to be the fastest man in the world.
0: That's great. And, and,
1: That's why you have someone
0: to uh, support your dream with you, verbally, visualize with you. I mean, I know. You had to weed out through uh, through those people who laughed at you. You know those they they existed too and tested your: uh, Are you really ambitious about this? Do you want it? So you were like, "Yeah, I am." Because those people laughed and they were weeded out. And now you have a friend that you text in the morning that tells you, "Yes, I got you, and I'm with you in your vision." And you're like, "And I'm with you in your vision," and I give you energy and power. And that that that's that's beautiful. Tell me about as a black athlete collaborating with Nike, how does that feel? Do you, uh, what are the good, what are the not so good stuff? I want to hear everything about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's been, it's been a really good and powerful experience first as a, as a, as a disabled athlete to have the opportunity to be, you know, be sponsored by Nike was, was a blessing. You know, I, I never even thought, you know. Being born without legs, that I would, you know, my my picture is up on the on the on on the campus Ooh. right beside Blake Blake Griffin, and it's just amazing. I got there's there's a photo I'm just looking up at, at it, and it's it's just truly just it's just crazy. And then, yeah. then as a black athlete, seeing them, you know, being on the forefront, you know, especially supporting Kaepernick and, and his messaging and, and what he stood for, what we all stand for, and, and and for Nike, you know, they 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 lost a lot of you know what I mean tides and custom tides with some people by making that stance. And then that and that says a lot for me, you know what I mean, a company that I want to work for that's willing to say, we don't care the money that we're gonna lose. We don't care the 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 fans that we will, will lose. We care about what we stand oh, for and what and what we stand for is, is Black Lives Matter, um, first and foremost. Pro, uh, uh, police brutality is is out of hand, second and foremost. Like all these things that, that as a as a black man in America that I I have faced, you know what I mean. Now we're just we're talking about it now, but these things that I've I've been, you know, we've been going through for years and years and years and years and years and years. And years, and years. We're just now talking about it now um, mm-hmm. and having the voice to talk about it and for, for Nike to give us that platform and that voice to be able to share our thoughts and, and our process through this and to learn and for them to say, hey, we have a lot to learn. Let's learn from you guys is, is, is truly amazing.
0: Well, I'm happy to hear it. it has been a wonderful collaboration for you with you and Nike, and you're certainly an inspiration. I know you're also a father, so yes, you have a, a huge responsibility to be a great role <laughs> model uh, for others and to your own child. And how's fatherhood for you? How's that? Oh, been?
1: It's amazing. Fatherhood. I'm in the girl dad club now. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so awesome. I, this little girl has me wrapped around my her, oh, her yeah. fingers. She's oh, five months now. So I haven't slept in I haven't slept in, in, in five months. So you can tell the I'm so tired. I'm so but it's 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 the the hardest, funnest, amazing thing I've ever done in my life. And you know, I've trained for the Olympic Games, I've broken world records and, and, and you know I I I've mastered running on prosthetic blades, but one thing I have not mastered is being a dad. And oh, and, and, did and, I, come and I, you got one with a manual? Yeah, if you have one, let me know and send no let one you one. Know. <laughs> Please, anything, <laughs> any information that slip progression is real. You know, she's <laughs> she's growing every day. She's That's she's beautiful. so beautiful, and it, and it gives me just like a lot more motivation, just personally on a personal level. Like I, I've been doing it for me, and I've been doing it for my family and my friends, and, and the other disabled kids out in the world. But now I, I do it for my daughter, and when with her name on the line, with her life on the line, man, I'm I'm telling you, I'm a, I'm a I'm a dangerous athlete. <laughs> I'm a very dangerous athlete. Definitely. That's
0: beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, uh, if, if 2021, I know you have a goal of, you know, as an athlete, you have lots of goals uh, that are related to your profession. In a personal level, impacting the world in a global scale. How do you think you want to do it? Do you have any mission in mind? Do you have any goal in mind? Do you have any vision that you can uh, share with us?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've had a couple of visions. I'll share a couple of visions. But you know, of, of course, you know, you have the Olympics Tokyo 2021 this year, and they've even talked about that it might not, not even happen huh. um, with, with the with the you know with the virus and you know everybody going back on lockdown. It's still it's still up for air. So we're you know I mean fingers crossed that that everything goes right. But at the end of the day, I realized. That my story and my journey it, it will will and will not be defined by one event, sure. one, or one one race, right? So whether the Olympics come or go or, or do happen or don't happen, or the Paralympics, me as a person, I have to show up each and every day to be a light um, and, and and be an example. I feel I feel like God is using me as, as an example to say, look, He was born less than, but through His faith um, and, and His persistence um, and His belief. Um, he's allowed to he can be the fastest man in the world and if he can to imagine what you can do in my life with with your life like that's that's my message now this message can go from california to tennessee to new york to to haiti to to over across europe like you know i I visited myself just doing you know i remember i went to haiti back in um back after the earthquake and this was this was back in like oh i think 2009 2010 around that around that time and and i remember going there a lot of the kids, they swarmed around me once I got to the fields because they never seen a double leg amputee blade runner before. So they was talking to me in, in Haitian and it was, it was being translated. But the moral of the story, they was like, he this dude has no legs. He's disabled and he's probably slow. And the, and the translator was letting them know that I'm, you know, I'm a medalist. I'm one of the fastest runners in the <laughs> world. And these little kids didn't believe it. So one by one. Um, I lined it up and raced like 12 to 13 kids there at, at the field and beat, beat each. I told you, it doesn't matter, a horse, a kid, it doesn't matter, and I, I beat them. <laughs> but it was an amazing moment because they'd never seen a disabled person. In it. And for them, if you was disabled, that means you was cursed. So for them to relate somebody that's disabled but still fast and being in that light, and we just walked around the city and walked around the fields, and they followed me, and I got to show them more races and more. Like I, I envision right. myself being in more opportunities like that to quickly change mindsets and perspectives mm-hmm. and perceptions mm-hmm. um, by how I view my situation. Yeah. Um, and, and, and hopefully they can say, well, if he's looking at his life like that, man, maybe I need to turn my life around or, or change my perception or perspective.
0: Absolutely. Well, you have certainly inspired me. And <laughs> I hope you continue to inspire more and more people. And hopefully our audience, I'm sure they're inspired by your story. Thank you so much for bringing your 120% to the show. Like that energy. I'm grateful for it. Thank Thank you you so, so much. I wish you an amazing 2021 and at the Olympic in Tokyo, hopefully it will happen. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye, Blake. Thank you. Bye-bye.